you're listening to The Private Citizen, your weekly data privacy podcast for Wednesday, the 3rd of June, 2020. This is episode 22, Stand Together, Not Divided. My name is Fab, and I'm coming to you as usual from Hamburg, um, actually just off runway 33 of Hamburg International Airport, in the middle of a thunderstorm. So if you hear loud crashes, do not be alarmed. Just the thunder. There's a bit of wind blowing outside. The rain pelting my windows. We had very hot and sunny days recently. And now there's the customary thunderstorm to to cool it all down. It's all... It's all... Kind of normal summer weather in in Germany, I guess. How are you doing? Thanks... um, Thanks for being on board. Thanks for being here. Um, today will be a... Uh, the episode will be a little bit different than other episodes. So if this is your first episode, just be forewarned. It's not, you know... Well, normally we talk about... Generally, we talk about privacy topics on this show. Because this is a privacy podcast. But I, I've also always said... Um, that this is also very much a um, a civil liberties kind of podcast because I feel like privacy is is one of those civil li- liberties and it's kind of stupid. Um, it's a very important one, but if you don't have that, like, or if if that's the only one you have and you you don't have, you know, it it ties in with freedom and other stuff. But you know, there's there's sometimes there's there's more important stuff going on and this is also somewhat a political podcast because i'm you know i've explained this in the first episode uh inherently interested in politics i, I think it touches everything we do in our society and, and certainly also privacy um so today we will talk about a topic that is is not a privacy topic that is a political topic and um if you if you know what's been going on in the world especially the US you will you probably know um what I'm what I'm talking about what I'm what I'm going to talk about in the show um we we're going to talk about uh, George Floyd and the situation that that has been developing in the US and how that impacts everything the, the US political climate and you know also tying that in with previous episodes that I've um recorded um I think this this goes place together with with the coronavirus pandemic and with the with the restrictions on civil civil liberties that we've all experienced and i think this is an out, outgrowth um, of that situation to some extent so this is not completely off the wall um and i hope you'll find it interesting i'll also i've decided i'm not going to do any feedback on the show um, I'm, I'm trying to keep this episode a little bit shorter um, I've had a very long week and a, a very long day today. Um, actually, <laughs> riding around on the motorbike a bit, um, but also doing a lot of research. I'm a bit sunburned currently. I hope uh, I hope I'll all make sense throughout this podcast. Let's have a beer. It usually helps. Got some uh, imported Tubor. Tubor, guess it is. Pilsner All, um, Danish beer. That is, there isn't any deposit on here because it's from Denmark. Um, 
it's quite cheap in the in the moment because the borders are closed and there are all these Danish shops that can only sell to Danes on the border. They're in Germany, but they only can sell to Danes, but there are no Danes because they're all stuck on the other side of the border. So if you know a Dane uh, who has a Danish uh, ID and can buy that stuff because it's some tax reason, then you can get very cheap beer, um, which which is nice. <laughs> very, very cheap beer. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about... Um, feedback today because i've received some feedback but i, I want to keep this episode a bit shorter and also there's you know i'm, I'm still reading some stuff this is still stuff i need to um basically i also wasn't finished preparing that and i thought well i can i can do that next episode and i've, I've been saying this for a while um that i want to do uh more episodes than the one that you know i've kind of pledged to do an episode uh, every wednesday uh, to have a weekly podcast, but you know, that, that might change when I go on holiday or whatever. But sometimes I also put out extra episodes and I've been trying to do that. I've got topics lined up and, um, I'm just trying to find time to do it. Um, still, still trying to, there will be a, uh, part, an episode in the, in the near future for you on the German, uh, coronavirus warning app that, um, I've talked about it. I've talked about the server source code and the source code for the apps now out. I've been looking into it. Um, I've been writing a story about it and I'm also going to do a podcast episode on that. Um, so that might, might hit earlier than next Wednesday. I'll, I'll certainly try. There'll be more episodes and I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the feedback into that. I also feel like this is kind of a solemn show. You might might be able to hear it. I'm a bit sitting here contemplating a bit. As as, as I said, I was uh, um, part of my day today was just going for a bike ride in the sun because it was so nice weather and the sun, the storm was coming and the cold weather was coming. So I thought uh, I need that now. I still need to relax, needed to relax a bit. And um, I just kind of put me in a contemplative mood. I was thinking I have some topics lined up. Um, privacy topics uh, that I want to talk about on the show as well that I've kind of prepared. Um, but then I thought about, um, I feel like we have to address this situation in the U S because I know, you know, I have a lot of U S, um, U S listeners and, um, it's a situation that, you know, everybody, it's been reported all over the world. So everybody will have seen, uh, stuff about it. And it's just, it's, I'm I'm gonna try tie this together. Um, I feel like it's a sign of the times, and I I feel like this is something we'll come back to uh, as part of the show as the show goes on. Uh, because I'm trying one of the things I'm I'm trying to do with this podcast is um, to feel out patterns that I see and to try to tell you about these patterns. And this is why this episode is called "Stand Together." not divided. We'll get, we'll get into that. Um, I'll have to, um, I'll have to say, lay some groundwork before we get into this, because I have the, um, I don't know. I've, I've never considered myself much of an out of the box thinker. Um, but I've realized in recent years, so I'm, I'm doing podcasts and I'm writing stuff and I'm seeing that I'm trying to put my, my words um, my words into words, no, uh, my thoughts and my feelings into words and stuff that I've researched. And, um, I sometimes get misunderstood because 
apparently I do think a bit out of the box or I come in at an angle sometimes. Um, often people see it as contrarian, but um, um, one of the, the the things is I I don't like certain terms and I think about terms and sometimes I think I think I th do that more than other people, especially more well other journalists who just generally just use some terms. And so I felt it like with this podcast, you, you might have noticed me doing this in the past. I'm trying to do this, trying to lay some groundwork in the beginning so that people um, see where I'm coming from and just, you know, just try to, you don't have to agree with me. I always say this, I say this a lot. Um, you don't have to agree with me. Um, I'm, I'm trying to present a perspective, a genuine perspective that I have, and I'm trying to make you think Think for yourself. That's the goal of this podcast. And of course, um, you can go to privatecitizen.press. Then there's the show notes as always. And even though there is no feedback uh, in this episode, there is a there is a feedback section there and that has contact details. And I want you to contact me. And if you think that something I'd say uh, you see different, um, I want you to tell me about it. Uh, feel free to, you know, if you don't want it included in the show, just say so. And I want to, like, if you just want to have a conversation where you're like, I want to, you know, I think you're misunderstanding something and I, I want to give you a different perspective, uh, but I don't want this on the show. Just, just say that. Right. Groundwork. Um, so I, I thought about titling this episode, Black Lives Matter. Because obviously that is the the um the, the term the, the the slogan that is um is at the forefront uh, in the reporting right now and i I have issues with that term. I very much feel that the people who are generally using it um come from the right place and they have the right intentions and so this term is in an I, I connect with it in an emotional way i feel with the people that are using it i f i feel like they are um they're the ones that need to be heard but i still have an issue with the term and i'm 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 trying to get i'm, I'm going to try to explain why that is um i mean we had a similar situation to this these these protests and these riots and you know the police brutality that led to it um again and again um in the us i mean i remember one of my earliest memories is actually um the rodney king riots you know in the in 93 three was it 93 uh um, no 92 i think in la and you know we had ferguson um I, I wrote about that um i can i remember that and you know we have this situation come up again and again and i i've always been a proponent i mean there's this so 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 um people started using black lives matter and then you had the notion of all lives matter. And generally I'm I'm a person that feels all lives matter should be the term we should be using. 
Um, I feel like everybody matters. And I'm going to go into that a little bit later. But obviously you cannot use that term um, because it is being used by by people who don't mean well. Um, people who are not well-intentioned people. Who are, I don't know if you want to call them uh, conservatives or <laughs> some people call them white nationalists. You know, people who want to say diminish the underlying problem that is being expressed when you say Black Lives Matter. Um, say that everybody is equal but they don't mean that they don't mean when i if i would say that i would mean that i think everybody should be equal um, but obviously you can't use that term um, so i wanted to express with the title of this show i wanted to express that we should be that we should be all together in this um i mean i didn't well, didn't rodney king i think he had like this this speech on tv wasn't it can't we all get along or something like this this is kind of how kind of how i feel um and the problem here is that um if somebody if somebody has the so if you look at the the political system and the, um, the the policing system and society in the US. And if you have a society where somebody feels the need to say Black Lives Matter, you don't need to know anything else. If somebody has that need, there is obviously a problem in your society. There's obviously... You know, one would say... Uh, a racism problem. You know, and if it's expressed against the police, you know, it's there's obviously a racism problem in the in the in the police. Now, the this is all the stuff I think about and I have all these problems with terms. I do not like using the term racism. Not because I don't want to diminish that racism exists. Um I'm going to, throughout this podcast, probably going to use the term racism just because it's the term that is being used and that people understand. But that's another thing. Before I do that, I need to explain why I don't like that term. The term racism implies that there's race. The term racism implies that human beings can be distinguished as as racist and that is incorrect um that is an idea that it was probably around much long uh, much before but it got popularized under the nazis in germany and it is the idea that you can divide people you know like you can divide so in biology it doesn't even have to be people. It can be dogs, right? The term race is not a scientifically um, accurate term. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, like if you talk about dog races, right? You, um, how, you, how do you distinguish two dog races? Right? How do you distinguish a Labrador from a German Shepherd? That is very subjective, I mean, you can look at both and you can tell that they're different. Um, but, to you know, th that's obvious. 
And you can look at a black person and at a white person and a person from Asia. And you can generally say they're different. But the idea that there is a biological fact such as race is idiotic. Um, with dog races and with those supposed human races, that is, it's just um, characteristics. And it's it's stereotyping people after their characteristics. There is no way to say, okay, one race ends here and one begins there. Like if you breed a Labrador with a German Shepherd, you get a mixed dog. And what race is that dog, right? That this whole pedigree with dogs is idiotic. It's just a um, an artificial way to impose a certain system on something that is not there. In biology, you have um, I think is it is it I think it's species, right? In German, in German, it would be art, the art. Um, uh, I now have to look this up. Uh, because I don't want, I don't want to get this wrong. So, um, in, yeah, it's, it's a species. So in, in English, that would be species. I knew that. I just didn't want to get it completely wrong. So you have all these classifications in biology, um, that are there, you know, you have species, genus, family, order, class, all this kind of stuff. Um, now, most of these are debatable, but there's, you know, when, you know, even that there are kingdoms, you know, is is, is a huge debate in biology still. Um, now, species is relatively easy. You get explain that in biology if you're in high school, um, as in, um, so in my, my biology teacher, so the, the German saying, he always used to say, um, wenn es sich schad und part, ist es eine Art. So if it breeds, it's a species. Right. Um, if two uh, animals can breed, there are generally, I mean, there are exceptions, but they're generally part of a species. And you can have crossovers, right? You can breed a donkey and a horse and you get a mule. But generally the, um, the characteristic of these, this crossover species is that they can't breed themselves. Um, I mean, this is simplistic. This is, is it's hard, but you know, that's a, bi a biological, um, distinction that is, that has a reason behind it. There's, there's a reason that exists. Um, and it, it doesn't make sense because I mean, you can, you can, you can, yes, you can say, okay, this is a frog and that's a toad. They look kind of similar, but they're definitely different. Um, that's kind of like a Labrador and a German Shepherd, but there, there's another distinction there. You have, you have, you have different looking frogs, but maybe they can still breed. And then you have other frogs and they're different species of frog because, you know, or even a toad because they, they can't interbreed. There's reason for that. This whole race thing is, it's a very insidious idea. And it is, I mean, yes, the Nazis didn't start it, but, you know, they, you know, I mean, it was a, probably I know, thousands of years, you know, run for ages. But it's like this insidious idea that people are different, um, like really different. 
I mean, we know everybody's different, you know, everybody did different skin color, different hair color. I mean, even, you know, if you say white people, I've, I mean, there's all these shades of skin color, right? I've got, I've got the, my dad and me always called Viking skin, right? I've got like, I'm the whitest person you could imagine. Like the only person that would be whiter than me would be somebody who's like, you know, a ginger or something. You know, I'll go out in the sun, I get immediately sunburned. Right. But then there's other people that you would say they're white, but you know, they, they can tolerate sun much better. For example, there's all this stuff. There's hair color, uh, their skin color. There's all these, um, different aspects of a human being. And I, I feel we're all different, but we're all humans and there are no races because we're all the same, right? We can all breed all the same and the idea even if you start thinking in these categories of race you're always dividing people and i feel like that is the underlying problem that you see expressed here i mean we can go into why actually the riot started and all of that and i'm i think it's 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 interesting and there's definitely interesting stuff to analyze there but in general I feel like the systemic problem that you have is that, you know, you would say, um, if you use the term racism, you would say, I, I've, I've very much feel like, and, you know, please do not take this as, as an offense if you're from the US, but, you know, I gotta say what I, what I, what I feel and what I think is right. Um, I think the US is a very racist society. Now, I don't like the term racist because if you use that, you, you kind of legitimize this idea. You, let, you, you legitimize the, the idea that race exists. And even if you don't do that, you like if you explicitly say that, you legitimize the idea that, you know, um, that the racists have a point, that there actually is a difference, that they are, you know, trying to exploit or whatever and i just feel like there is no there is no difference i feel like racism itself is nonsense because people are all the same and they're all very different and i can be much closer in spirit and in feeling and in social circumstances for example to a black person than i could be to somebody who's white for example you know, that, that there would be different, like, you know, somebody's like, if I'm middle class, right? And my neighbor is like, it has the same kind of job as me and is black, let's say. Or is, I don't know, from the Mediterranean or whatever, you know, he would, he would, you would use other prejudices and, you know, other skin colors or whatever. Um, I can still be much closer to that person than I would be to like somebody who's in the social elite, like who's who's white than me, but is born rich. You know, their parents were rich. They're always rich and they always will be like, I've got much more in common with that guy that looks completely different than me, but you know, lives next to me in the, in the same uh, suburb, for example, or, you know, in the same area of the city and has a diff certain kind of job that I, you know, that's comparable to mine. I'd have much more in common with that person than I'd have with somebody else who's just the only connecting thing we have is that, you know, they have a different skin color, you know, and pff, 
maybe our my ancestors and their ancestors originally came from somewhere in Poland, whereas the neighbor, you know, his ancestors maybe like two generations ago came from Kenya or whatever. I don't know. Um, so you kind of, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like that term racism, but I feel like, you know, I feel like generally is xenophobia. Um, I, f I feel the problem with xenophobia. And xenophobia, if you think it's Greek, uh, means to be afraid of something that's foreign. And that is that is the problem. Um, if you think like, and it's not, it's, it's misleading because phobia means to be afraid, but it's also kind of to hate. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing, you know. Um, you know, it's like people who are homophobes are generally homophobes because there are somewhere inside they're afraid of gay people. Um, and this is kind of the same things. People who, who, um, you know, feel are prejudiced against a certain group of people because they think, oh, they steal our jobs. You know, it would be a classical argument or, you know, they're criminals. Um, I mean, it's it's all stereotypes uh, to do with how they look. And of course, there is often um, a th certain amount of truth to stereotypes. I mean, um, if you're a police officer, officer in a certain area of LA, um, like 90% of the people of the crimes that are committed and the people you're arresting for those crimes. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about people who actually did those crimes, like will be black because it's a, it's just a certain area. Um, so that would give, you know, that gives credence to that thinking that, you know, if you have that stereotype that, you know, for example, black people are criminals or he, you know, he, in Germany, the stereotype, you know, where I was born, it was like the Turkish immigrants, right? There were, um, they came, came to uh, Germany in the 70s and 80s, uh, maybe even the 60s. Um, and, you know, there are, they're the criminals, right? And it's, it's, it's the same thing. And there's always like a, there's a, you know, often there's like a certain social situations, but situation where like, um, for example, there is a, a certain part of the city um, and there will be, you know, these, the, the, the people who are like the, let's say for, value of the argument the turkish immigrants they're in a certain social strata a certain certain level of society and for example they would be rather poor and you know generally not as well educated as other stratas of society which is then which gets you you know people commit more crimes it, it, you know but it's not like it's because they're from turkey it's because they're in that strata of society like a, a somebody who, whose family for 60 generations came from germany if they're like in a poor not well educated part of the city society whatever you want to wherever you are and you know doesn't don't doesn't have the possibility to you know for example maybe there's um there's there, there's there, there's no jobs right there's there's no jobs for for a certain kind of uneducated or less educated um, section of society, then then that will lead to crime, and it has nothing to do with where they come from. Uh, it's just often that coincides somehow because that's how society works, um, you know. And 
it's the the general problem is is, is prejudices and the, the the general problem is that you, humans have those that that's just i think i feel like that's the way the human brain is wired i think because of um evolution and you know pattern matching how our brain works you know back in the day it's like something looks like a cheetah or a lion or whatever it's probably a lion better run away right there there were no in the step, there weren't any social nuances. Um, and that's that's how we operated for probably tens, hundreds of thousands of years. Now we have a modern society where this kind of thinking can be misleading. And you have to kind of, I feel like I've tried my whole life to train myself off these prejudices and they still happen. They still happen. You know, I mean, I... Um, you get indoctrinated by, you know, all kinds of stuff, TV, whatever. Um, I can remember when we were in LA, um, was it two years ago now? I don't know. I was in the US really for the first time in LA and we were walking down in like uh, some street and stuff. There's, there's some, some, you know, black guys there standing in the corner and my brain just goes, oh, gotta be careful. And then the other part of my brain goes, what do you, like, why would they be more dangerous than white people standing at the street corner? And then it's like, oh yeah, you've watched, you've watched TV and that's how it works in the TV, in the cop drama, right? And, um, and then you gotta kind of train yourself off that. And I feel like that's, that's natural. Um, it's, it's, that happens. Everybody has that. And, um, it's part of being an enlightened society to, to transcend that. And we'll never completely transcend that. I don't think so. But I feel like that's the problem. Um, and no matter what you want to call that, let's call it racism. I mean, that problem exists everywhere. I feel like the US, and I've, I've, never, I've never much been there. So, you know, this is all stuff I'm reading and, you know, podcasts I'm listening to and stuff. It's what I'm seeing on TV. Um, I feel like that's a huge part of the problem. And I, I don't want to make out that, you know, the U S is singular in this. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've lived in the UK for a while and I felt the UK was incredibly, <sighs> see, you could say racist, but that wouldn't, that really doesn't fit. I, at the time I thought I'm mostly would, um, describe it as nationalist um people that are very have a strong belief in their country and their traditions and their way of doing things and they feel like they are better their traditions and their way of doing things is better than outsiders and you know i was in london working there and i was working with you know white people <laughs> Um, and I would get prejudiced against because I was German, you know, because of my accent and, uh, and, you know, and it wasn't malicious. Uh, it was just, you know, in my case, I mean, pretty harmless, uh, jokes and stuff like that. And I, you know, I, I can take a joke. I don't, it's not something that will hurt me in my, I can take it. Doesn't matter. I, I can, I can joke right back at them. <laughs> uh, but it left an impression on me, you know, after more than a year, I, I felt like, wow, this is, you know, you're definitely, you are 
you're an outsider in this society. And then I remember sitting in the tube um, and, you know, London is an incredibly multicultural city, multinational. There's people from all over the world there. And in, in, in some ways, it's it's also very the opposite, very international and stuff like that. But I remember sitting um, in a in the tube and just thinking about the work day and thinking about what was going on and thinking about, oh, my God, these people are nationalists sometimes. And then I was looking at all the different people there and thinking, you know, what, but, you know, how, how, like, what happened? Like, if I was from Africa, right, and I, I, I worked there, like, it would be so much worse. I was just thinking, like, you're just, like, complaining. I wasn't really complaining. I was thinking about it. But, like, you're complaining on a high level, <laughs> on a very high first world problem level about this. Um, but, I mean, it happens everywhere. It happens in Germany. I mean, Germany, um, in many ways... Um, is very unique because of Nazism, the Third Reich, because we have um, specific, you know, we 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 talk about this uh, part of our history extensively in school, um, and it's it's very present to everybody, and so Germans are very much on on guard towards you know whatever you want to call it racism nationalism there's not really nationalism in germany as as you would if you're from a different country you can't really understand like it it took until 2006 you know the world cup until germans even like displayed their own flags <laughs> um and i mean this flag is not has nothing to do with nazis i mean the the flag we're having is literally the flag of the democracy that the Nazis took down, dis dismembered. Um, but still, there's like this inbuilt wariness towards nationalism. But still, Germany still there are cases of 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 social prejudices, of racism, of prof you know social profiling within the police and all this kind of stuff. Um, but if I look at what's going on in the U.S. and it, you know this isn't this this George Floyd thing i mean it's not a singular incident um i mean if you if you're not aware maybe i should just very quickly i'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so there's this um this black man um george floyd was arrested in minneapolis and one of the police officers i don't know there's videos about it he's it's, it's kind of hard to understand what's going on i think he's probably on some kind of drugs, maybe he's drunk, who knows, but he doesn't want to get in the car. And they, they, I don't, I don't really understand why they're not just putting him into the car. <laughs> and then, then they're putting him into the car and they're putting him out of the car. And it basically ends with a police officer in a move that looks like it's straight out of the, out of a UFC cage fight. For It's just hilariously horrific. Basically he rests his, his knee on the guy's neck and the guy's lying on the pavement and this police officer does this for eight minutes and the guy's like i can't breathe and he at some point he starts calling for his mother and he dies and i mean a it's clearly police brutality 
uh, B, it's a white police officer doing this to a black man. And it's not, I mean, this has, this has, I mean, it goes back to uh, Rodney King and probably other incidents before that. I mean, this has been going on for 30 years. And so that's, that's the incident that happened. And of course, this caused um, protests and riots. And now for weeks, more almost this is second week now, um, like 140 cities in the U.S. are in in um, emergency, uh, you know, lockdown. There's 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 buildings burning, people dying. It, it it's it's horrible. And I feel like I mean. Just looking from the outside, if you're in the US and you're listening to this and you're like, you, you don't understand anything you're, you're saying there, you have no idea, you probably have a valid point. But here's a counterpoint for you. I found it invaluable. And one thing I like to do, and I specifically seek out, if I meet somebody who is not from Germany and who is in the country and has been in the country for a while, um, I will ask them a lot about Germany. And I, I found this very helpful. Um, often it's through, you know, my wife who works uh, at the university hospital and there's, you know, students and, you know, post-grads and people from all over the world. And sometimes they're like, you know, they come, they live here for two years, two, three years, um, do their PhD or whatever. And it's it's very, very enlightening to to speak to these people because I realized when I lived in Australia for a year that I had a very different view of the country than the people there. And often people don't want to hear that view. Um, but I realized coming back to Germany, even then that I had a bit of a different view on Germany. And I've, I found things about my own country that I suddenly saw with outsiders eyes. And I found that very helpful. And ever since I've trying, I'm, I've always tried to seek out outsiders and talk to them about how they see the country. And I found this very helpful. And what I'm doing here is exactly that. So you don't have to listen to me, but it, it might be helpful. Now, to me, it looks like the U.S. in general is cleaved apart almost as a society by all kinds of, you know, I would say xenophobia, but with all the caveats, let's use the term racism. Um, let's understand that it's not about race. Let's understand it's about prejudices against People are different than you. People of different skin colors, people of different religions, um, things like that. And it is is not even. I mean, there's clear racism between white people and black people, and I mean the police brutality is a clear fact. It's, it's 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 a clear symptom of that. Um, there's lots of laws in the U.S. that that are not fair. I mean, you can. I mean, there's just tons, you know. Uh, and it's it's not a it's not a Republican Democrat thing. Um, there were many many Democratic politicians. Um, Joe Biden, for example, is one of them who, in the especially in the '90s, um, passed laws um, that punish black people more than white people 
they're generally not, you know, it doesn't say, you know, if, uh, if somebody's black arrest, you know, put them into jail twice as long. Um, it generally works like this. It punishes certain aspects of, let's say, crimes or living situations that that will hit black people the most um, or certain communities. And and those are punished more than, you know, so a crime, somebody who's rich and well-off would would commit would would get less punished than a, a, a comparable crime that that somebody from a poorer community would commit, which often you know then um affects black people or you know hispanic people whatever i don't really you know i don't really care um that's 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 the other thing maybe i should go back quickly why i don't like these terms i don't like racism and why i don't like all of that is that my parents raised me um and this goes this also goes to feminism. It's the same thing. My parents raised me in a way where they said humans are all the same. And not one human is better than another human. You know, not a a human with a penis is not better than a human with a vagina or whatever. Or a penis and a vagina or nothing or I don't know. Doesn't matter. And, you know, the, the the person of this skin color or this certain aspect of how their eyes look or whatever is not better than we are all the same. And justice means we are all equal, equal. We're all equals. We're equal before justice. And I've, I've tried to live my life like that. It's, it's not easy, but I've tried to. And I think um, the problem is if you concentrate on racism, you perpetuate racism now you have this problem in the police force that is clearly there in the u.s and it's all over the u.s i mean this stuff happens everywhere it's a clear problem um but if you now go and understandably say black lives matter which is a valid complaint it's something you know it's a it's a valid cause you're meaning well and you're trying to do the right thing. But I've learned that, you know, if you look at history, often that doesn't help you. The problem here is if you do that, you you divide yourself, right? If you are black and you are call um if you call attention to this, which is understandable and it's clearly justified because there's more and a lot more black people affected by this than you know white people for example but you're still you're 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 distancing yourself you you are um if you're a minority for example and you're you are oppressed if you concentrate on this on being oppressed and being the minority you will never become something else you you are making yourself special and i feel that is the problem if you look at this wikipedia article and you look at the wikipedia article for killing of george floyd which i linked in the show notes and you look at the picture of this police officer kneeling on the other person's neck it should not matter that this person is black You know, it doesn't matter who that is. That is another person. This should not happen. You look at this, and it's not a horrible picture because the 
the guy being killed is black. It's a horrible picture because a, a human being is being killed. It does not matter what their skin color is. It does matter that in the US, this only seems to happen to black people. That is true. That, and that is something that needs to be called out. But on in the same vein, if you're doing that, you're separating yourself from it. If, you know, my... If you look at this from somebody who's in another country and has none of these problems, you you, you think that your, your call for justice should be, um, and it probably is. I mean, Black Lives Matter probably means that, but I don't, th I don't think many people understand it that way. It means that we are all the same. You know, a, a black person's life is it's worth the same as as a white person's life. That is that is a worthy call. But even in saying that, you are kind of implying that there's a difference. There is no difference. I think the the important thing we need to take away is we need to eradicate the feeling that there is a difference between skin colors and genders and I mean there is a difference. The difference is there. I mean, genders are different. It there's different behaviors in genders, for example, and there's probably probably different behaviors in you know between white Americans and black Americans. But that's just societal, right? With the gender, I don't know. There's some arguments that you know it's actually some biology biological arguments. But let, let's not get into that. There are there is differences, but there also isn't. We are also all all the same, and that is that is the thinking I feel we need to cultivate in everybody. Because, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's not a corona cough. <laughs> Hay fever season is starting. Actually, my eyes burn like hell. <laughs> um, I've been noticing this since I've been riding the motorcycle for the last few days. If you look at this police officer, he's killing that guy because. He in his mind, this person is not a human being, right? He wouldn't. I don't. Know, he probably let's say he has kids, right? And they're in school. No, you know, the, the he wouldn't do this. Let's say he has a daughter, and let's say his his daughter has a best friend in school, and her dad would wouldn't be lying there on the pavement, right? The guy's probably white, and he wouldn't he wouldn't do that to a white person. Because this police officer feels that the person he's doing this to is 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 worth less than than other people. He would not do that to, and that is the that is that is what we need to eradicate. And the problem is we cannot get rid of that by by um emphasizing our differences it's it is well and good and fair and 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 valid to point out that this is a problem that happens to the black population but i feel like the actual point should be it's happening to people it should it should we should this should not happen to people this should not happen police officers should not do this that that's the wrong thing it doesn't matter 
what what skin color or gender the person is. I hope I could <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Now, why am I saying this? Why is this distinction so important to me? And what does the <laughs> what does the title of this uh, podcast mean? What 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 is the underlying pattern that I actually want to get to? So I called this show this episode stand together not divided because that is my f- call called that 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 would be my call to action i feel like we're being divided and we're dividing ourselves um so i listened to a i listened to an episode of the daily the new york times podcast on this and there's there's one thing that struck me um they said they were talking about the protests and that there's peaceful protesters and there's obviously people looting and burning the cities down and they were saying yeah well that is reprehensible it is true um so said this uh reporter new york times reporter i assume on the on their podcast um and i'm paraphrasing um it is true that um and i i by the way i didn't clip that on purpose because it's just infuriating to me and i don't want to play that their bullshit but like she was kind of saying it's it's true that that violence gets attention and while you you basically were saying you cannot condone people burning down the city is understandable because then that gets on the evening news and every, and all the americans see that and then maybe even the white americans think that there needs to be change happening and i'm i'm listening to this and i'm thinking you're the press right you're saying it is basically good that people are burning down cities because then that gets on, on TV and on the front page. But you're the press. And then she also said in the same thing, she said, it's like, otherwise, you know, just some black guy killed by a white officer, like ha- basically happens every day. It's basically, she was kind of, you know, happens all the time, wouldn't get on the news. And you're like, why? You're the journalists. You can put it on the news. You can literally put it in the New York, New York Times and millions and millions of people read it. Right? Why don't you put it in the New York Times regardless of of the protests and of the burning down the cities? When some police officer kneels on somebody's neck who's crying they can't breathe and they die and that gets filmed, that should be on evening news regardless. Regardless if it's a black, it doesn't matter where it is, who it is, that is the problem. And the press isn't helping here. They Everybody's dividing themselves. Um, I mean, I don't need to point to Trump and politicians dividing everybody into black and white and peaceful protesters and looters. And, you know, it's also us dividing ourselves. Um, I've been recently listening to, because I'm inter- interested in the, um, generally just, you know, the, the U.S., um, social um the U- u.s society and how it works because um you know the the 2020 elections coming up and i i just want to understand right and so one of the issues i noticed crop up on some podcasts i was listening to was about voting you know and about votes and why trump might have won the last election and one is- issue that was always raised was like the black voters who um always basically since the I don't know, 60s used to vote democrats 
And so one of the theories why Trump actually won is because uh, a lot of black voters weren't too happy with Obama um, and stayed at home. And so the Democrats lost key votes um, and Trump could kind of, you know, that that just was just enough for them to lose. It's just a theory. I don't know. Anyway, it got me interested. And this whole, like, demographic, and I found this fascinating, how they're, like, black voters, you know, and you, you watch U.S. politics and they have all these, they own, you know, the U.S. only has two parties, but, it like, the parties have all the, the, these caucuses, right? They have women's caucus and black caucus. This is, like, if a German, this is, this is not comprehensible for, for German. This is not how our politics work. There's no like women's voters wing of the uh of the social democrat party i mean there is a the women's organization within that but they're not like like their policies are not i mean okay they try to influence sometimes they you know they, they do that's their job it's i guess it's kind of like the caucus but it's not so obvious and they're like their politics are not are not so like they would never say like we're trying to in influence the party's politics in that direction. That that just happens, right? You just you have interest groups. That that's normal. But like all this, these divides, and then you have the black caucus, and they're like you would never have that in Germany. Like you know, I don't. Know, yeah, the thing is, we don't have you know uh, such a significant population of like another ethnicity or something like that. Uh, or uh, another religion, but like it would that it's just incomprehensible. Anyway, I feel like so I found that very interesting, and then I started to listening to some, you know, there's like black politic podcasts, uh, and that that's an interesting concept to me. I started to listen to that, and then like this whole world opened up for me where you like you listen to this podcast and you realize that like even the even black people in the U.S. I like dividing themselves, right? There's these people who are like, um, there's like this term ADOS. There's like these people who are like, we are descendants of American, of slaves from Africa brought to America. And we're different than the other black people, right? There's people who uh, later immigrated from, I don't know, Haiti or I don't know, somewhere, you know, the, the Caribbean or whatever. And they kind of, you know, you did, to kind of look like us, but they're not us. Like, they're not the same. Like, they didn't experience slavery. And then there's, like, this division. And it's just, like, so uncommon. Everybody is dividing themselves. And it will never stop. Like, I understand why something like this happens, and then you have protests. And it is natural to come together. Like, to come together as the black community, right? You are um, affected by this as a community. You are afraid for your lives. I mean... Another point, this has been going on so long, you know, 20 years ago or more than 20 years ago. You know, this is a great song. Uh, look it up. I'll, I'll put in the show notes. Uh, uh, 41 Shots by Bruce Springsteen, um, which he released for the first time, I think, around 2000. I don't even know when he wrote it. But um, it's about police brutality against black people. Um, it's about an incident um, where a uh, um, a black person was was shot by the police like forty one times, 
And it's it's a song about that. It's a great song. And you know, got the the police was pissed off. Um <laughs> with Springsteen when he when he performed that. But you know, it's this is a it's um it's a it's a it's a well-known issue it's a it's an issue that's been around for a long time and it 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 creates these camps it's natural for the for the community you know the black community to know i mean to get to 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 go closer together because you know you're afraid of this you're afraid that your kids you have to have that talk like black people talk about this they have to have that talk with their kids which is mentioned in 41 shots where um you know a mom tells her son you know when the police do what the police says and we're not like white people right they will just shoot us basically and That's understandable. And, you know, at some point, even like the, the protests and even some of the riots are understandable, but it's like you are just galvanizing groups again. You're, if you're defying yourself by being black and the others as being white, you're just, this will never end. All right. This will never end. I mean, uh, you have, you have, the victims on one side and then you have the police on the other side who also see themselves as victims you know who are now in cities that are burning who are trying to keep people from looting and like it's all these other people on the other side who are you know a lot of black people and it's just reinforcing this these stereotypes again and i feel like we need to try to break out of that and it's probably impossible but it's the only way it's the only way to solve this. And I feel especially bad because it, it's, get, it's getting worse. Um, it's getting worse. I mean, the press is it's not making it better. Um, they are, for them, this is now the next show. You know, uh, coronavirus is now getting old. And now it's like, it's now it's this in the US and it's the, the old thing. It's like you show... Um, pictures of people looting and you'll get more looting right it's like with the coronavirus you show empty um shelves and tell people there's no toilet paper and people will immediately go out and buy wherever they are even if there is toilet paper they buy they will buy all that toilet paper and you you're just making the situation worse you're reinforcing the situation and the press loves that i mean even since the rodney king rise writes this is it's great for the press and they're giddy about it that's why i don't like to play this stuff from the um from the daily i mean these new york times people they're they're playing like all these tapes where they're like in basically in the air quotes war zone and they're so giddy about the being the press and doing the right thing and and they, they're basically kind of you know it's all horrible but they were kind of happy that we're there it's kind of like the iraq war right when the, the embedded reporters they were having a great time um because it's like the the chance of their lives and then get a pulitzer prize or whatever like you shouldn't you shouldn't be reporting on on this stuff like that you should be calm you should you should call people you should try to reinforce people to be calm not to like stoke the fires and then of course the politicians are even worse 
Let's not even talk about what Trump's doing. Um, it's idiotic. And I feel like that that is my overarching pattern here. Everybody is trying to divide people. We need to recognize that we're all in this together. And when I, you know, I'm white and I see this person being like the police officer sitting on this person's neck, I don't think my thought should be, this is so unjust. This is black people being targeted and being killed. No, it's my thought is this is horrible because it's people being killed. And this is not about, you know, you don't even have to be aware of the, the, the you know, you, you, but we need to get rid of the racism, but you don't even have to be like, if you get rid of the people who do this to people, you get rid of the racists automatically. Because the racism is the problem. This prejudice is the problem. The prejudice is what gets people to feel like these other people are not human beings and are not worthy of our, um, you know, not, not, not worthy of empathy. And that's how, you know, that's, that's why the Nazis, for example, did this. They dehumanized a certain group, uh, in this case, a religion, um, mostly, but also, you know, like people with disabilities and stuff, they dehumanized them so that the people who would kill them could kill them with a clear conscience, well, more or less, but, you know, they would kill them because they were... They painted them as vermin and as 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 worse and as worse than humans as scum and you know the vermin can be killed and we need to get we need to get rid of that thinking and if we are just thinking black against white this will just reinforce that and I realized people were like okay you could completely <laughs> there's always. The, the argument is always, you know, you're you're, um, you're so privileged, uh, you don't even possibly know, and it's it's true. Maybe it's true, but maybe maybe that's also why I can see this clearly. Um, I mean, you can you can see these patterns all over history, again and again. Look at the Balkans. Um, Look at Israel and the Palestinians. If you have, yeah, look at the IRA in Ireland. Like somebody has to stop. Somebody, you can't go. It doesn't matter if what's been done to you was incredibly unjust. If you retaliate, and you know, there's different kinds of like if you burn the city down, for example. Um that will spark a reaction and it's it's also not helping your cause it's sparking a direction the opposite direction direction it's it will just continue it's like a it's like a perpetuum mobile it will never stop um it only stops when we realize that we are all together and we are much more it's much more all of us against uh, the people in power than the other way. Like it's more 
it's it's much more <laughs> white police officers and black people in the streets are much more together against the political system in the US than they are against each other because they are white police officers and black community members. But they don't realize that. If they realize that, they could actually change things and people don't want that. Like that's why they try to divide us. Because if they re if they if we'd realize that we are all we're much closer together, you know, we're in one community, we're in police officers are doing shitty jobs, you know, they they don't wanna I mean there's assholes like this guy. Um but generally, you know, they don't wanna do that. They don't wanna see the city burn. Um if we realize that and, and then we realize, you know, we're all together, you know, the peaceful protesters. And then there is like these idiots. I mean, there's idiots on both sides who just want to see the city burn, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know about this in the US, you know, there's this stuff been said that they are Antifa people. It's Antifa, by the way, not Antifa, like the daily things. It's uh, Antifascistische Aktion, Antifa. Um, they are, you know, I don't know if that's true, but I like in Germany, I know that. I, so I, from personal experience, I had people in my in my class in in high school um, who um, <laughs> they were very 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 they had very much in common. Uh, they had one thing very much in common: <laughs> they liked people beating up, uh, be beating people up. And I have literally people from my like my class, my general you know um, grade in high school um, that year. Um, I have people that later went, or like even while they were in high school, I think both happened while they were in high school, joined Antifa, uh, basically to go to protests and beat up police because they like that. And then I had other people who joined the police. And there, there's this one guy specifically who specifically joined these um, anti, these crowd control, this is like a crowd control unit where they go to these things and then they bash their heads in with the Antifa guys. Um, and they were, I, I bet they stood at one demonstration or another, like across the barricades of each other, right? One of the guys from, from school was in, in the police and the other was in, in the black block or whatever. But like they were, had very, they, they just wanted to go somewhere where it's kind of socially acceptable to be other up. I think they should have become cage fighters in the UFC. That would have been much more productive, but Hey, um, but you know these people have a lot in, in in common, and I you know I've I've been at demonstrations, and I'm 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 always a peaceful protester. Um, I mean these days I'm more at demonstrations because I'm pressed, but um, you know back in the day, and I I can remember I was always specifically, I mean you're always a bit afraid of the police, right? They have like tear gas and batons and shit, water cannons. They can like shoot your eye out like they did in Stuttgart that one guy um but you're always afraid of these antifa guys who are like like the i mean they're not all of them um like a lot of them are just well-meaning i mean they, they really want to you know they, they are they they, they want to fight the neo-nazis which is okay we have lots of neo-nazis in germany so that's kind of okay but there's always like these loose cannon guys who are like this you're completely you're like you're, you're sitting there just chanting and then you're thinking like if these guys if that fuse just blows and they start start throwing stuff 
at the police, then I'm between them and the police, and I'm the one who's who's, who's getting mushed into little fragments first. And like th these are the people that are the problem, and generally they are the ones we need to be careful of, and the ones that you know they're also the ones who try to divide us. They're in the police, they're in the protest, they're everywhere. They're in the press, they're in politics. But if we realize that all of us have more in common than these divides, they're they're always trying to push between us. And like again, from what you read in the U.S., it's just horrible. Like I read a lot about L.A. when we went to L.A. It's just like there's divides between the black people and the brown people and the Asian people from Korea and Asian people from Japan and the and you're like. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, you're all living in the shit and there's the, the people in Hollywood uh, having fun. <laughs> it's like, yes, generally they're white, but you know, know what I mean? That's, uh, that's the much bigger divide, I feel. And that, to tie this back in to this general theme of the podcast, I feel like this is also, um, this is also our thing. Like, you know, we, as, let's say, private citizens, we're the ones who need to stand together. And this is, you know, we had a discussion with, or I had a discussion, well, I, I was reading out an email from a listener earlier uh, in, in the previous episode, I think, about, I think it was Yevgeny, um, about, you know, is, is, is privacy doomed? Do we have a chance? Can we, can we claw this back from the governments and the corporation? That's the same thing. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we, yes, we can. We realize that we are all, all in it together. Right. And that these are our enemies. Like, I don't know. Let's call them the elites for, without wanting to sound like a tinfoil hat idiot but like you know um the people in power and let's not try to be divided by our skin color or by our gender let's not listen to these guys who are trying to divide us by skin color by gender by pronouns who gives a fuck we're all human beings that is the key point here and the last thing i want to say about this whole thing is um, it's kind of obvious that it happened. I, I mean, not only because because of obviously the problems with the police and racism in the US and all these divides, uh, but also because of the coronavirus, right? Because of, I mean, I, I feel like a big factor for this was that people were just fed up. And it doesn't matter if you're black or whatever, you're like, you know, everybody was. And, and people are just channeling that now. I think that's a, I mean, I wouldn't say that they otherwise wouldn't have rioted, but I feel like the, the, um, violence with the, with which this is erupting all across the US very much also makes me feel like people are fed up. And it doesn't matter that these people who are probably protesting now and who are probably in violation of all the social distancing rules, uh, generally are probably, you know, a lot of them are like progressive people who, would especially the white people who are also demonstrating, um, you know, privileged people like me, uh, who who are who are generally in um in support of these uh, curfew measures and of the 
the the masks and the social distancing. But I mean, they're all also not happy with it, even though they're saying, "Yeah, it's it's all great. It can do home office, right?" They're not they're not happy with this kind of crackdown. They can't admit it because they have to virtual signal or whatever. But I feel like that's that's also another reason why this is like massively erupting. On a side note. Um, we will kind of see if this whole social distancing was bullshit because if in like a week cases in the US aren't exploding, then obviously social distancing is not as important as, you know, as we've been led to believe by the air quote experts because nobody's fucking social distancing in those crowds. Look at those images. I mean, they're wearing masks, <laughs> most likely because also you police can't, you know, use facial recognition and shit like that. But they're so close together. I mean, there were some social distance protests, but not really, not, you know. I mean, it's all out the window. Um, I will see. I, I have a feeling it won't change anything about the case numbers. Um, meanwhile, the press is like, it's all... It's also like, I mean, this, the... Just kind of, I don't know how they can reconcile these things in their brain, right? If people like the New York Times, they're, they're going on for, for months now that Trump is at fault and there's so many people dying because of Trump and you could have saved half of them because of Trump. And now there's all these protesters out in the street and they're not obeying social distancing at all, but they're not criticizing those. Like, that's okay. It's okay to protest now, right? The people that went to their state capitals with guns on their back, that was not okay, but, like, this is now okay. And it's like, what is it? Like, is social distancing more important than protesting or not? Right? Make up your damn fucking mind. I think it's not. I think protesting is important. I think it's important that they are protesting. Um, and I feel like this is a good signal for the rest of the world that we, we're just not taking it anymore. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know if I think it's generally people don't reconcile that in in their brain. It's like, what do I? It's just, what for these guys. It's like, what what do I want to virtue signal signal more right now? I feel like I mean, I this is one of the reasons why I was so um adamant about the, the you know the the, the freedom to protest and all that stuff because that is really important and these guys that are that are protesting for the last week for a worthy cause in this case you know they they weren't allowed to do that right they still did it which i th- i think that just shows that you can still do it um but you know you weren't allowed to do that and now you have real real and air quotes curfews which is even worse you know it's quick downs like that and i don't I mean, I can understand why the police is doing it. If they're burning down, um, if people are burning down parts of your city, that's not nice. And I know how that feels like, uh, because, you know, we were living in Hamburg when the shit was going down and they were torching cars here, you know, because of the, uh, was it the G20, uh, summit and, and, and you know, there were, there were parts of Hamburg that, that were aflame. Um, but I feel like, you know, that you still need to be able, like, the, it's a valid thing to protest. 
but we also need to very very sharply criticize those people who are just you know looting and like the new york times in their podcast isn't doing that either right you can't you can't do that i mean they had the mayor on of of um um minneapolis and uh he was he was great he was very eloquent and he said exactly that he's like i'm i'm completely with those people i understand why they're on the street but at the moment where you you know where you start burning down somebody's business or whatever you're just like that's not protest that's not that's not your constitutional right anymore and i mean they are hurting the the cause as well i mean and that's also why i feel like that those people are part of the the divide right they're they're also the ones trying to divide they're not there looting the uh 7-eleven because of some higher sense of justice right they're looting 7-eleven because it kind of feels great in the moment and you're like yeah burn it down anyway i think that is hopefully um enough on this topic i hope i i made myself clear why i wanted to talk about it about it i hope i made clear um what issues i have with certain terms and how I feel about, you know, prejudice and for lack of a better term, racism or, you know, xenophobia um, in other ways. To to just sum it up at the end, um, I was brought up to, to the best of my ability. And yes, I'm privileged, but, you know, I can't change that. That's how I was born. Um, that notwithstanding trying to accept other human beings as human beings and trying to not have prejudice because they look different and they may act different or they have different customs. You know, a big thing in Europe right now is um, Muslims and, you know, having prejudices towards them. And I feel like I have a bigger issue with religion. I kind of feel like about religion, like I do feel about kink. Um, You know, I don't care what you're into. Like if you're a guy and you get off on a woman sitting on your face and another guy jacking you off, that's fine. I just don't want to see it, right? If you do it in your bedroom and, you know, or in an establishment where... You know, as long as it's consensual, where like consensual people do that, you know, in some club, more power to you. And that's kind of how I feel about a religion. That's like a church to me, right? It's like some religious kink. It's people getting together, doing some stuff I don't understand, getting a kick from it, you know, whatever. As long as you're not trying to evangelize me, you're like, hey, you should really try having somebody sit on your face and being jerked off by two other guys or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't want that. Just that That's how I feel about religion. But it's like, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Um, I try to not treat people different. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. I mean, everybody has prejudices. It's a fight. It's, it never stops. It's like, it's constantly, you're constantly trying to, um, to improve yourself. And, I wish I just wish more people would do that. It's like it's the same with the feminism discussion um where many many people concentrate on yes, but you know women were so 
disadvantaged by men for thousands of years. Now it's the woman's time, and now they should they should run everything. No, no, you're dividing everybody again. No, 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 no. You should decide if somebody runs a company based on how good they are. We need to get to a point where somebody gets put into a position because they're the best person on their job on on the job for the job. You know, aside from it doesn't completely doesn't matter what their hair looks like, what their skin looks like, or if they have a penis or not. It doesn't matter. We need to that that would that is my that is the world we need to get to. Oh, uh, one side note I also wanted to say there is um before I quit to the show, there's one thing I found uh, kinda important. Um you hear it again and again, and I talked about this on, on a side rant on the show before, you know, uh, socialism and Americans' understanding of socialism. You hear, like, these protests, it's like, capitalism is a problem, we need to burn the system up. No, no, no. No, no. You have racism, and you have bad problems in capitalistic societies and systems and organizations, but capitalism is the problem. You think socialism didn't have prejudices? Socialism in Russia, for example, was built on prejudices. The whole system was built on prejudices and on, well, also racism. There was rampant racism in uh, <laughs> in socialist states, um, where if you if you are an ethnic Russian, uh, you're basically fucked. You know, if you if you were from Georgia. You either were Stalin's friend or you were basically, you know, that it's it's got nothing to do with your uh, economic system. It doesn't. I mean, that just ties in because, you know, obviously within capitalism, you can have institutionalized racism and you can, you know, and there's obviously, uh, you know, colonialism and stuff like that, which is usually based on racism. But the, the, the economic exploitation is not the cause. That's the symptom, right? You just, it's like um, the Nazis killing people. You do that. You can do that. You can exploit other countries as colonies when you talk yourself into with this mentality of other human beings with, let's say, different skin color not being worth much. And people not being the same. So we need to get to a point where people realize people are the same. But I keep harping on about that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop now. That's it for today. Um, if you haven't turned off by this point, you must really like what I'm talking about. If you don't, you can contact me, as I said, uh, privatecitizen.press. There is um, the contact details in the show notes. Also, if you like what I'm doing here, and rest assured that future episodes uh, will be about privacy again, but not all of them. You know, some when something important happens, I reserve the right to do a show like this to get political on your ass. Um, but if you like what what I'm doing, I have a Patreon. Um, you can pitch in. This podcast works on the value for value model. You listen to this. If you if you feel like you got some value from it, um, I humbly ask that you give some value back, and that could be in providing feedback, uh, providing ideas for topics for the show, just saying hello, or you could pitch in and help me do this. 
Um, obviously, I am um, a freelance journalist and I need to earn some money somehow. And nobody's paying me for this except you. So if you want to do that, uh, you can become a patron on Patreon. Um, and link is in the show notes as usual. And also, uh, you can just send me one of... Um, don't like to call them donations because they really aren't under German law, but, you know, one of um, contributions to producers at Fab Industries. That's the PayPal address, producers at fab.industries. That's a value for value model. You see some value, you pitch in and you become a producer on the show um, because you help out. And um, with that, I'd like to thank, thank some people. Some of them are producers, first off. I would like to thank uh, the musical director, I don't know, Raul Cabezali, who uh, wrote and recorded a song called Acoustic Roots, which I found and I'm using as the theme soon. Themes. My, my mouth is broken. The themes you... The, I can't say it. The song... The song for this podcast, the theme, um, it's called Acoustic Roots, Raul Cabezali. It's great. Um, I am also thankful to ByteMark, who is a, a UK hosting company, and um, who uh, they're ByteMark.co.uk. They provide the service. I uh, serve the audio files from us. hugely important. Without them, I could do that. And then the people who um, supported me and this episode of the show monetarily and thus kept the show on the air uh, via Patreon or PayPal. And those people are Michael Mullen Jensen, Jonathan M. Heavy, Georges Walther, Dave, Niall Donegan, Rashid Alimani, Butterbeans, Kai Sears, Shelby Kruver, Mark Holland, Steve O's, Vadi Mansour, Joe Poser, 1I11G, Vlad, Matt Jallyman, Philip Klostermann, Jackie Plage, IKN, Dave Amrish, David Potter, Dirk Didi, Vitautas Sadowskis, Ricky M, Drive Zero, Barry Williams, Mika, Jonathan Edwards, Sylvia Vulcan, and SJ. Thanks to all of you, and uh, thanks that you are listening to the show and to my lecturers <laughs> in this case. Um, I would like to play one last thing um, before before I play us out uh, with Acoustic Roots. We, on the last show, I think, um, I talked about the... Uh, I don't know even... I forgot which context this was. I could probably look this up. Can I tell by the show notes? I can't really... I can't remember. Anyway, I talked about um, the uh, speech from... Firefly. Uh, no, it's actually from the movie Serenity. Uh, Mel gives this speech um, that ends to with uh, I aim to misbehave, which for many years was a it's kind of like the uh, unofficial subtitle of, you know, a subheadline of, of Linux Outlaws, a Linux podcast I used to do. And I love that speech. And it's generally... It's about the government trying to make people better and that it is not good if the government does that. That is 
I mean, it's it's kind of relevant. I think I thought about it uh, due to the you know the coronavirus app, and it's kind of like when the government tries to mandate you know what kind of medicine you you take or if you can go somewhere if you're vaccinated or whatever. Um, I feel like that that's never a good idea. But in today's in the context of today's episode, it's also I mean, Mel says aim to misbehave. Um. Don't take that as burn cities to the ground because that's not what he means. Um, but it it also kind of embodies the, the the spirit of what I was trying to in- convey with this episode that we are all together and we can only change something if we realize that we're all together and that you know we we need to we need to be cognizant of that of of that the the only way we have to hold the, the people in power accountable is if we all stand together and they will try to divide us again and again but we can only fight against what they're doing and change our society if we do it together. This report is maybe 12 years old. Parliament buried it, and it stayed buried until River dug it up. This is what they feared she knew, and they were right to fear, because there's a whole universe of folk who are gonna know it too. They're gonna see it. Somebody has to speak for these people. Y'all got on this boat for different reasons, but y'all come to the same place. So now I'm asking more of you than I have before. Maybe all. As sure as I know anything, I know this. They will try again. Maybe on another world, maybe on this very ground swept clean. A year from now, 10, they'll swing back to the belief that they can make people better. And I do not hold to that. So no more running. I am to misbehave. They're trying to divide us. They're trying to make the white people think it's just a black person that was killed there. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. They want the the black people to think, oh, it's the white people don't care. They don't care about us. But I care. It's a human human being you killed there. That that matters. That doesn't doesn't matter whether they were white or they were black or they were Asian or they were Jewish or Christian or a heathen or a Viking. I I don't. It doesn't matter. It's a human being. They're trying to push us apart so we don't change things. And we cannot let that happen. We need to stand together. We need to stand together and not be divided by those people because they want us to think that other people, people that are different from us, are not worth much 
can be killed are not on our team. Black lives matter, white lives matter, brown lives matter, yellow lives matter. Humanity, humanity matters. We cannot let this thinking that somebody is worth less than somebody else, that that thinking, we cannot let that go on. I don't hold to that. <laughs> I aim to misbehave and I hope you will too. I hope you will you will take this as a as an inspiration and you will maybe you, you thought like that you always thought like that if you did I salute you and that's great and otherwise try try to try to be honest with yourself try to try to think we are we all have prejudices we but we need to overcome them otherwise this whole this whole thing will never get better and then you know privacy doesn't matter um if humanity doesn't matter privacy doesn't matter we need to get rid of this thinking that we are different that there are races that one person for what reason whatsoever is worth less than another person let's not hold to that let's aim to misbehave together <laughs>